like a cool breeze coming down from a frozen hill. You are listening to an unofficial podcast dedicated to the hit ABC show, Once Upon a Time. And now, here he is, Darius, Teddy. From the chilling podcast studios in the frozen hills near Storybrook, I am Teddy the Yeti. I love spaghetti, but not confetti. And you are listening to the cool sounds of the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. So, ladies, gentlemen, ice queens, evil queens, reindeers, troll rock thingies, and warm-hearted snowmen, onceuponatimepodcast.com and Rony Zone Media present the hosts of the coolest Once Upon a Time podcast ever. Put your hands and paws together for Jeff and Colleen Roney. I I think the electricity is back on. Yeah. We had some trouble. Well, yeah. It's kind of weird. Teddy had to go out and turn on the, we have a special generator. Mm, yeah. So yeah. We're, we're on the air. Yeah, we are. So, anyway, welcome everyone. To another first thoughts, and this first thoughts is going to be about the episode called White Out. Mm. This is episode number 243. You can find the show notes at onceuponatimepodcast.com slash 243. I haven't used whiteout in years. <laughs> True. Did you know that Mike Nesmith of the Monkees, his mother invented whiteout? I, I had no idea. Yeah. Pretty well-known fact, actually. But I don't think that's the kind of whiteout we're talking about here, is it? No. No, I don't believe so. Hmm. I, I think this is different. Oh, okay. Well. We're also going to be talking about giving up and not giving up. We're going to be talking about fathers and putting up walls and seven samurai. Yes. Lots of different things tonight. So let's go ahead and dive. And fighting the impossible fight. That's right. Makes me think of Don Quixote. Don Quixote. Mm-hmm. And tonight's episode is written by Jane Espenson. Yay, Jane. So she did a great job. There's a lot of little fun things mm-hmm. in it. And we will dive in. So the beginning was one of the classic things Elsa said until Anna and I are together, no one leaves this town. So she does a frozen wall around Storybrook. Mm hmm. And that reminded you of what? Well, of Cora's spell around the town. Barrier spell, right? Yeah. And there was something, not necessarily Storybrook, but there was something else that it um, reminded me of. Hmm. Um, yeah, I really was focused on Once Upon a Time, so. No, no, no. This is Once Upon a Time. Zelina's. Oh. Green Dome. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Over Regina's Castle. Gotcha. Gotcha. So yeah, no, yeah, anyway, okay, yeah, I, it's funny. I totally glossed over that, but in my notes, I wrote down: Can they go under Storybrook to escape? I mean, obviously, when I write my notes, when I'm watching, I don't think about. I anyway, and I said, did Elsa run the wall around the water's edge? And I said, remember, Ariel could get around the barrier spell too. Yes, she could. Could they get out via the mines? I mean, I just, I really was kind of yeah. going with this, but then. Hook did answer the question. The wall went around the town. The entire town. So Yeah, it wasn't just right no there aerial, in that street. Right. No, nothing. So we see the 1980s hairband David. 
Steve's ready oh. winger or I don't, Cinderella. Maybe I we say, mean more appropriate. I love Josh. I think he's a very, very handsome man. But I really don't care for the long hair on him. Well, he, he looks so much better with short hair. It was a phase. Long hair was a phase. I guess so, but wow. Yeah. At I least wonder, it wasn't kept, a mullet kept, or something. I kept thinking I was Mrs. Howell on Gilligan's Island chasing around one of the mosquitoes with a pair yeah. of scissors trying to cut the hair. Do you yeah. remember that episode? Yeah, I it's remember. my favorite episode. One of my favorites, anyway. So remember in the last First Thoughts, we did talk about that Kristoff, I thought, knew someone. Hmm. Because you, in the line was... Kristoff was talking to Elsa, and Elsa said, well, what if this Mist Haven is dangerous? What, if, what do we know about Mist right. Haven? And then he said, well, you probably don't know it. The inhabitants call it the Enchanted Forest. Right, right. So, you know, and, and we were, we were kind of talking into. about, well, maybe he just kind of knew that from people. Well, so. you never know who might have traveled that area, right. who may have been able to, you know, we, we didn't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was certainly a good guess that he knew somebody there, but I mean, there's any, any number of ways he could have found that out. So Kristoff somehow knew David. Yeah, they were friends. They were friends, and David knew what he did for a living. Right, and he was pretty pretty clear on pretty a lot specific, of things. Yeah, yeah, very specific. I loved the little code name that Anna used. Yes, which was a direct throwback to the Frozen animated feature. When she called herself Joan. No, she because, didn't call herself Joan. Yes, she did. She did not. Not in the movie, she didn't. Hold on. Oh. Hold on. <laughs> when she was rolling by on that tray, that tea tray, uh-huh. she looked up at the Joan of Arc painting and yes. said, don't worry, Joan, it'll get better. Or Hang something in like, there. Hang in there. Joan. Right. But she didn't call herself Joan. But, okay. Honey, honey, it's a callback to the animated feature. Yes. Just, yes. Yes. That's all I'm saying. Anna in Once Upon a Time naming herself Joan was a throwback to her talking to the painting of Joan of Arc. That's all I was trying okay. to say. See, I so, totally heard something completely different because you, you said she called herself Joan. I'm like, you no, listen she to didn't. me. Nope. I know. Nope. Okay. So I thought that was fun. Yeah. And they must have been listening. Adam and Eddie. Hi. Hello. Jane Espenson. Hi. Mm-hmm. All the other great writers. Because remember, I said I thought it'd be fun to write in. Other characters like Rip Van Winkle and all these different oh, yeah, things. Yeah. What I loved is they did not announce in some huge thing, Bo Peep is coming. Exactly. Oh, hey, hey. I love that this was a surprise. It was a massive surprise. I, and I normally I don't read different, you know, spoilers and different things, but I did not hear a peep. No. Pardon the pun <laughs> about this. And I thought it was a great, interesting surprise. It was a very good surprise. I also did notice a sheep mobile under the Charming's little baby. Or um, over the Charming's over, yeah, baby. Yeah, Neil. So Prince Neil. It's almost like maybe the butcheress Bo Peep maybe gave that as a gift. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I'm not thinking. But, you know, hey. Because the last mobile we saw were unicorns. That was for Emma. Well, so. yes. Did you know that babies dreamed of bullfighting and laser tag? I had no idea. Uh, I had no idea. No. I had, I had no idea either. But they were kidding. Yes, they were. 
But the greatest, well, one of the greatest things in this episode is Emma likes peanut butter. A woman after my own heart. She does? She does. Okay. She was making some kind of peanut butter sandwich. Mm. Or maybe she just needed a, a, a protein shot and just maybe getting a little spoonful mm. to go run around and chase evil snowmen or something. Well, let me tell you that sometimes a shot of peanut butter does a body good. That is that is correct. And I, I thought that was a wonderful thing. And... It also seems like Henry has a lot of time to look through the internet and check out how to deal with a breakup. Yeah. He had a pretty specific list of things and a basket. So chocolate, DVDs, ice cream, red wine. That's That's how to deal with a breakup. So the warning crow or raven with the message I thought it was kind of interesting because... There was a crow in the Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, but it, did, it didn't really do anything. And the evil queen didn't send it on on little journeys. No, no, she didn't. But in Sleeping Beauty, Diablo was sent on little journeys to do certain Correct. things. Correct. So. But again, the evil anyway. queen's raven was in the dungeon with her when she was mixing up yes, the poisonous apple. That's right. 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 And therefore, the same evil queen sent this one to Snow, which was kind of funny. And actually, I want to say that the raven did appear in, uh, but anyway. So the last. Have to watch Snow White again, apparently. What? Have to watch Snow White again to yes. make sure that the raven did. All I remember show. is the, the raven made eyes in that skull, and it was creepy. Yeah, yeah. So the last time we did see a bird carrying a message was a carrier pigeon. In mm. seven fifteen a.m. back in season one, yeah. And if there was other ones, I cannot recall at right. this time. Right. right. Emma was wearing a tan leather jacket, and was wearing a radio. Yep. And that reminded me way back when she gave a radio to Henry. Yeah. To communicate. Yeah. That was back when we still had Sheriff Graham. Yeah. Sheriff Graham was still Aww. with us. But Graham. The note that. Oh, oh. Wow. Sorry, had to have a moment for Sheriff Graham. Yeah, true. Uh, so he almost hurt himself, Sheriff Graham, climbing out that window and jumping down. Poor guy. Yeah. So Henry got the note from his other mother yes. and said basically, I, I, don't, I don't want. <laughs> What? Sorry, I was laughing at not the at not the note itself, but the fact that Snow read it and said it's to Henry from Regina, but we didn't read it. <laughs> right. Yeah. How do you know that then? Uh, you know, anyway. and we forget though that you know Henry is a youthful boy. Well, yeah. And it hurts his feelings. You know, and and I Emma was trying to kind of help out the situation and uh-huh. saying she look she just needs some time but henry's like no she did she said she didn't want to see me yeah so yeah henry henry took it to mm. a little bit of an extreme so to speak so elsa put up the ice wall basically to capture everyone say no one leaves until i until anna is returned to me Right. And so the ice wall shut down the power in Storybrooke, in which we were talking about, the mm-hmm. power outage. And 
So there you go. And the power outage always brings up the best in people. <laughs> it, it, all, it just does. When the lights go out, people just get happy. And Well, speaking of happy, we'll, we'll talk about uh-huh. happy in a bit. So Sheriff Charming, yep. m- milliseconds after the power goes out, yeah. he is hot on that radio. Oh, yeah, yeah. Calling out to Emma. Oh, my God, we're getting calls. About the power going out, Emma, and you, we need, I'm going to come over and pick you up and we're going to figure it out, you know? And I was like, yeah. did Miss Ginger call? Because remember in oh, yeah. the first first season, yeah. Miss Ginger would call the sheriff's She'd office all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then Ruby would help her out and say, just, it's Pongo. Just right. Give her some, give, give her Pongo a treat. Yeah. Something. All right, so then Emma wanted to call the new Operation Nightshade Blackthorn something. Yeah. And just Henry was sad. Henry would have none of it. It was very, it was actually kind of um, sad for me. Because poor Henry, you right. know. He's trying really hard to have, you know, relationships with both moms. And he's having a tough time of it. So I love physical Things that relate to emotional things as well, and so the putting up the walls, yes, was relating to not only the physicality of it all, but also the figurative putting up walls. Emma, yeah, was putting up walls against Hook, mm-hmm. and also Regina was putting up walls because she was hurt, right? And probably Emma was doing the same thing. You mean Elsa? Elsa, yeah, true. Elsa was doing the same thing, but Emma was also doing the same thing because she was, she felt that she hurt Regina, and she felt guilty yeah. for what she did. Yeah. So you mentioned the hook walls already, right? <laughs> so I want just want to make sure. Okay. All right. So the so we see Sleepy, I guess, was sleeping. This week, sure. but we did see Grumpy, Happy, and Granny popping over to Mary Margaret Snow's apartment. Yeah, just you know, start letting demanding, her, demanding. Said you know, oh, you are now the, the mayor. Look at the little prince. Right. I wish I could it, see I, the. Prince I would say that say he's so cute. I would say that if I could see him. I think that was just snarky, <laughs> wrong, snarky, snarky, wrong. It was. It was funny. Well, I have to say we haven't seen Happy in a long time, and it was that nice to see Happy. Yeah, it was. So that we we learned very important information is that basically Regina let go of the mayoral position. Yeah. And let Mary Margaret have it. Say, well, you know, she wanted it. Well, technically, it's her, it's her kingdom. Technically, because of the curse, she is actually in charge. Right. So we now have Mayor Snow. <laughs> so I guess she needs to move into that office over there. Yeah, we'll see if she Etsy. actually takes up that uh, that mantle. But anyway. So Cook, anyway, Hook answered my question about the wall. Thanks, Adam and Eddie, for making that clear for me. Otherwise, I would have been thinking about Ariel and ways underground and taking the mines. See, that was you know taking the mines out. Sure. But we didn't have to think about that. So Charming and Hook's talk was very important. But wait, here's a question I have. What superpower does Hook apparently have that allows him to circle the entire town in a matter of a few minutes? 
Well, that's a it's a very secret secret superpower. I don't know. Uh, he, have you noticed that he has all the answers real quick? Well, maybe he was climbing up to the top of the clock tower and maybe using his little spyglass and yeah, looking maybe, around. Maybe. I don't know. Well, okay, okay, I would buy that because I'm thinking to myself, the guy can't possibly walk around the whole town. I mean, I know it's not a big town, but it's big enough. He could not possibly walk around the whole town. Unless he's got some sort of superpower we don't know about. Now, I, I have to break out of my review and analysis with you of this episode. Yeah. First of all, I want to give a shout out to our good friend up in Vancouver, Ken. Mm-hmm. Listener Ken. Yes. Listen, been listening, I believe, since the beginning. Yeah. And he let me know that the Fish Marine store yeah. where the library is for sale. Really? Yes. So that's kind of a sad thing, I would think. Oh, yeah. That so, would be. Anyway, so I'm just talking about the clock tower, and it just reminded me that that, that Nick, Nickia, Nicka. Nicka fishing Nicka marine, marine yeah. store is uh-huh. up for sale. Oh. So if you got some money. And you want to run a fishing store? And you, want to, and you want to run a fishing store and also double as a... You know, pretty important part for once yeah. upon a time. Yeah. You can buy it. Yeah. Anyway, so let us continue. So Charming and Hook mm-hmm. had the little talk. And, you know, Charming's wanting to know his, in, you know, Hook's intentions. What? Uh, what? It was very, very cute. Yeah. And very fatherly. You know, Charming said, look, Emma's not a conquest. Right. She's my daughter. It's it's important that you understand that this is not a game. You, you know, he had you, a pretty serious talk with him, right? And Hook's and response was awesome. He said, "I wouldn't risk my life for someone I see as loot." You know, and he also pointed out that if it's actually not just his his part, but it's also Emma's as well, right? Giving really the power to Emma on where the relationship is going take a lesson men single men if you're interested in a relationship with someone but yes but it does not one-sided that's true but it is there's the rain dog lady barking at something maybe elsa's outside shh that's enough no no have her please come in, Lady, lay on your here. lay on your come bed. Here. Now. Come lay on your bed. Come here. Come here. Okay. Lay down. Bed. We have reality TV and now we have reality podcasts. And we also I have guess. editing capabilities too. I don't have time to edit. Okay. All right. So what I wanted to point out is Hook was talking about the ship trade he made, also the portal creating and coming back. He was really letting yeah. Charming know, look, I could have not done yeah. anything. Right. But all these things I've done was because I cared about her and all of you. So he has a oh yeah. He has a point. Hook's Hook's the right man. He's 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 it. So Elsa's magic looks like Emma's light magic to me. A little bit. It, it, it looked had a blue tint to it, so maybe, so maybe the magic colors are like the colors of the smoke maybe. that we had in season one. Maybe so. That's a possible thing. We sure. see Ruth 
David's mom again. Yeah, it's do. been a long time. Yeah. The last time we saw her in a flashback, she passed on yeah. in the show, in the story. Yeah. So she was alive. I do not ask me when this occurred. This obviously well, occurred they, before it, her it death. Said, and, well, before he even met Snow. Like, right. probably years before he met Snow. It said many years ago, right? Yeah. The Enchanted Forest, many years ago. How many, we don't know. But it's been at least, I would wager, over 30. Yes. So, Bo Peep, and I just wanted to point out that one shepherd meets another shepherd. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yes. yes. And so Bo Peep took classes on extortion from Rumpelstiltskin because she had it down pretty well. <laughs> she did. Just dropping by. I want my money. It was, it was kind of interesting to see Bo Peep as a, well, not very nice person, actually. Right. I will say this. Unbelievably gorgeous costume. Yep. Oh, my goodness. I was like, oh. Oh, that would be a great Halloween costume, except I've already got mine, so t- too late for this year. But what a great costume. We're skipping ahead a bit, but I, I wanted to say this before I forgot. Did you see the little insignia on top of her little seti or area? The little... It was a sheep. Yeah. A sheep. Well, yeah. And the sheep looked just like one of the sheeps in the mobile. So. Oh, yeah. That's all. The mobile. Uh, the mobile. Yeah. So BP's magic is similar to Rumple's Dark One magic. In that when she slammed it down the later staff, on, yeah. right? Her staff, her her crook. Is her shepherd crook or stick, as she calls it? Right. Is it like the Dark One dagger? I wonder. Mm. I don't think it's quite as powerful, but it, it obviously it had the ability to brand somebody. Right. And like you kind of mentioned later on, it has the ability to reveal them similar mm-hmm. to the forget me not in uh, right. Alice, once upon a time in wonderland. And, and also probably a bit like the dream catcher. Yeah, that too. So we, Actually, we've seen yeah. different things that kind of like a magical. mirror almost. Right. But yeah. Yep. So I have done a bit of study on shepherding. And shepherds, from what I understand, carry two types of things. There is a crook, okay, which helps kind of guide the sheep, and there's yes. also a stick, which is a club to defend against right wolves or something. Right. So, and in cases when sheep wandered off, they used to break the sheep's legs and carry them so that they would learn to stay with the yeah. shepherd. So, sad. so in sense, that's actually she's. That makes sense that Bo Peep would be kind of like this warlord, as David called her. Well, and let's so let's throw a couple of really big things out. Warlord is to me an Oriental term, which relates back to Star Wars because Star Wars was kind of an amalgam of a lot of different stories, from the like Asia, the Seven from Asian Samurai, mm-hmm. yeah. Hidden Fortress, that kind of a thing. So, warlord—that's a pretty specific word, and. The I'm, I don't want to jump all ahead, but once Anna gets there to the not a town like the Magnificent Seven or Seven Samurai, we're not talking about a town, but we're talking about a farm that's right. under siege by this warlord with this army and <laughs> army of two. Right. So, <laughs> I'm 
sorry. So I think that's hilarious. But Anna is like the other folks in the other story that are going to teach the farmers yes. how to fight and how to defend themselves right. and all that. So anyway. Kind of goes along with actually the Three Caballeros movie. Okay. Teaching the townspeople to fight against El Huapo. All right. I Wow. I have not seen that <gasps> film. You've never seen Three Three Amigos. Cabe- Three Amigos. Oh yeah, not Three Caballeros. Three Amigos. I have Amigos. not seen Three Amigos. <gasps> no. Oh, dude. Okay, we're going to have to put that on our list. There's, other, anyway. there's other podcasters out there, Michelle Young, that haven't seen movies either. I understand that. But I'm just and saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. Has Michelle Young seen Three Amigos? I, I don't know. All right, let's get know. back on point. But it's the same It's the same concept okay. of teaching the townspeople to help. Well, and, you know, and that was another spinoff of Seven Samurai sure. as well. Absolutely. I, I, would, I would bet. Absolutely. All right, so you're right. So you're branded now. That's what she was talking about. You're one of my sheep, which again is another idea about shepherds and sure. sheep. And sure, it said this stick is how I find my flock. Yep. So the uh, boat keep, according to David, is the most powerful warlord in the region. So we've heard that most powerful a lot. We've, we hear, we still hear it about Rumpelstiltskin. We've heard it about Royal Gorham, the Blue Fairy. So there's a lot of these powerful... Right. But again. what's funny is that we're finding that they all have weaknesses and flaws. Right. That is true. So Anna is now following a short version of the hero's journey in that Anna is there to find something and it, initially we don't know because she calls it a secret mission which is another call out to Star Wars the secret mission that uh, R2 was on mm-hmm. and but she is now pulled into this you know all our seven samurai this this quest or this she's going to help them and so she's pulled into this so she leaves her wedding before she gets married to go to Mist Haven, the Enchanted Forest. Right. And on her way, she's in, involved in this other... It's like a video game. All these side quests. You know, yeah. you're supposed to go from A to B, but then there's these little things you got to do on the way. So The Amazing yeah. Race. Roadblocks. The Amazing Race. Roadblocks, yeah. All right. So I wrote BP's Army. Are they sheep? I didn't know. I just <laughs> well, she had two turns guys. Turns out there were two guys. Two guys, but I mean, yeah, it was kind of funny. So Anna is a warrior like is it Ar- Arya from Game of Thrones? Yes, I believe that is correct. Yep, that's what she reminded me of is Arya. So okay, she could she could use the sword. Oh yeah, and so. There were a number of people that were very adamant that I I just brought up the point somewhere and I said, it's really going to be interesting to see the once upon a time spin on Anna and Elsa. One person in particular was very adamant with me and said, no, adamant. Eddie said, it's going to be just like the movie. And I'm going, well, are you adamant, Eddie? How are you telling me? Okay. 
And then now we're seeing that there's kind of more to the story, right. which I'm very, very interested in. Oh, yeah. On is a fighter yeah. that learned how to sword fight from the guards and the army from her castle. That's interesting to me. Right. Anna, the gangly girl who gets into scrapes and messes and stuff, actually knows how to use a sword. It, uh, we have seen strong women roles from the very beginning sure. in Once Upon a Time, and so this is nothing new. No, it's not. But it's nice to know that she just didn't ride a bicycle around the halls. That's right. all she did. No, and, she yeah. learned how to fight. Slide according down to Once Upon a Time, things like that. Yeah. Yes, and... I love the fact that Hook is working for Emma now. Once she gets trapped, he uses Hook to try and get out. And he was, you just look on the look on his face. Oh my gosh. He, he, he was he terrified. Yeah. He was terrified something bad was going to happen to her. Right. He wanted to save her so badly. I love the. Because tr- he loves her. True. True. I really enjoyed the training, which again, it's another Star Wars shout out that Anna was training David how to sword fight. Uh-huh. And they did the little Anakin lightsaber spin. I think Obi-Wan did it as well. Sure. And I was going, wow, that's, that's a lot of fun. Because what's really interesting is they, he's done that before, but now we see quote unquote where he learned that yeah, from yeah. and now it fits in with the whole canon of the show yeah it does and, and I'm not here to talk about all the different problems of, of canon but just a little sword spin I was thinking he learned that from Anna that's kind yeah. of cool that so, is pretty cool when you think about it yeah. and actually I will say that I enjoyed the fact that we got to see more of his backstory right things that we've wondered about him we got answers we know now where he learned how to sword fight. We know what his real name was because we didn't know for sure, for sure. I don't mm. think. I don't recall anybody saying it was for sure, for sure. He was in a hair band. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, we don't know that for sure, for sure. <laughs> but he looks like he could have fit right in. Fairy Tale 5. Yeah, I don't think All so. Right. So don't give up. That was another one of those themes that just kept weaving around through the episode. And there was a, a quote where he said, surviving, he said, that's living, just surviving. And apart from being silly like a commercial, you know, survive, we don't want you to survive, we want you to thrive, you know, and this and that. But that's what she's saying, surviving isn't living. Right. You've got to learn to face these things and win. Yeah. And it's not easy, but... Uh, what's interesting is Anna mentioned that Elsa needed a push. Yep. And that really highlighted to me when Rumpel said Regina needed a push. Yeah, yeah. And then Regina actually pushed her mother into the, <laughs> into the portal. So. All right. So David talked about his father. And I really, really want to highlight this in a big way because most of the time we see discussions about moms. Yeah. Henry. Well, and his mom's right there. Right. But but what I'm saying is we've seen a lot of moms. Right. We've seen very few dads. We've seen Rumpel's father. Uh, we've know. seen his, uh, David's adoptive father. Right, right. 
and Leopold. So we've seen certain fathers, but I really did enjoy a bad term. I really did appreciate David's discussion about his father because that fathers aren't really highlighted a lot in this show, but fathers do have a huge impact on the kids. Sure they do. And he's saying his parents fought a lot. I imagine there's a lot of people that could say that. Mm-hmm. My parents fought all the time. Yep. You know, yelling, screaming. Yeah. And what's interesting is sometimes the yelling and screaming is how they communicate. Yeah. And it's just depending on you know where they're from or their upbringing or right. their and family line or whatever. It's definitely, so, I think it comes from upbringing. Yeah. And so he, he said, and mostly they fought about his drinking. And the first thing I thought about when he mentioned that was Zelina's father. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we, Rumpel's father had other problems. He, he didn't want to face his responsibility. Plus he loved to gamble and all that kind of thing. Right. But he, fathers have these Achilles heel, and David's father was drinking, like Zelina's father. Sure. And so, but it was interesting. He said he heard his father said, I will, uh, I will beat this. Yeah. And, you know, sad to say there's a lot of fathers that say that. They mean it at the time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there are things, there are challenges in life that are just bigger than saying that yeah and so he said i have to be better for the boy i have to be different i wonder if he started drinking when they had to give away his twin brother david's twin brother if that's what drove him to that and that wouldn't surprise me because something like that would would eat at someone well I don't know if he was there because his mother was taking the grain into the to sell, he so knew I don't about know. It, though. Yeah, okay. All you right. know what I'm saying? It's right. not like he didn't know. So another connection, another thing we've heard over and over is two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks was in the Frozen film. Yeah. Two weeks was in Once Upon a Time between Anna and Elsa. Right. Anna said, right. I'm leaving for two weeks. Right. I'll be back. And we hear two weeks again with David's father. He goes on a two-week trip to buy supplies, right. and it turns into a two-week bender. And just a tragic little story of a little boy, you know? Yeah. He said for 13 days, he woke up with a smile on his face. He said, my father's going to be back. Yeah. He's going to beat this. I know he's going to beat this. He said he would. And he said for 13 days, he beat it. Yeah. But the 14th day, he didn't. Yeah. And he ended up in a tavern, and then he died. Tragically. And, uh, tragically. The, so. You know what it reminded me of? I was actually expecting to hear that he was, they found his body beaten by mm. the guys he cheated at cards or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah. honestly thought he was, he was going to have been beaten up um, because he'd played, gambled with them or something. Who knows? But, and the reason I say that is because that whole thing reminds me very much of um, a really great movie, A River Runs Through It. Mm. Brad Pitt. Craig Schaefer, um, Tom Skerritt, absolutely fantastic movie. And Brad Pitt's character has a problem with drinking and gambling. And so it just echoed that very, very closely where he said, no, I'm going to be fine. And he was an, he was an amazing person. So if you haven't seen it, go check that movie out. You're going to be shocked. I have, I have not seen it. Oh my God. 
And I, I do enjoy Brad, uh, Brad Pitt's work. Dude, but, this is like early 90s, too. And I it's know. like, oh, dude, we need to see that one, too, apparently. Okay. At least it's not a musical. It's not a comedy at all. It's a okay. dram. It's drama. And it's got some comedic parts to it. I know it's... Tom Skerritt's in it, so. Oh, yeah. I'm, no, yeah. you would really love this movie, right. I think. But anyway. All right. So I just wrote a Father Struggles Affects the Children. And that's yeah. kind of a, duh. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But it But was... it affects kids more than people, I think, realize. Mm. And... And not to say that mom's decisions or struggles don't. Oh, no, they absolutely but do. there is this kind of fathers are superheroes to their kids. And that's what makes, I think, you know, being a father difficult. Because they know how the children, I would say, view them. And they can't live up to it. It's just impossible. It's really tough. So. It is a tough thing. But in... You know, the fathers affecting the children are the same in uh, Fairytale Land and Storybrooke because David told a story about his father. And then not too much longer, you know, we see Emma talking to her father. Yeah. Who, and so you start to see the, the cyclical and the parallels of yeah. uh, those two things. So. It was funny, Emma, using terms like hit the, hit the undo on that and we can all talk. Yeah. So she, he, she was trying to get Elsa to take care of that. And then right. later on, they find that, wait a minute, you can't control this. And then they have a really interesting conversation. I know I'm skipping ahead, but they really have a bonding moment about magic. Right. Who would, who would think? Well, that they that had would a be bonding moment over a bunch of stuff. Right. Because I think that, you know, once Emma was able to explain herself to Elsa, it made it made it really interesting. And actually there are very uh a few similarities between this two the two of them. I mean, kind of silly some similarities, but they're there. Their letter their names both have four letters, start with E, end with A. Mm-hmm. They both have blonde hair, long blonde hair. They both build walls right. figuratively and literally. Um, they both have magic that they can't seem to control and they both feel like they need somebody to kind of help them control it. And so it's, uh, you know, I think Henry is that and Regina to a certain extent because she's teaching her, um, is that for Regina where Anna is that for Elsa, of course. Um, the other thing I noted too was that Emma called David dad. On the walkie-talkie. Papa, can you hear me? Yeah, no. Not even close. But she did say dad. Right. And that's cool because she would have normally called him David. Yes. So they really are having that relationship. That, you know, father-daughter relationship, which is really kind of cool. Storybrooke Power Company. Storybrooke has everything. A beautification <laughs> society. They do. A power company. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Who, My gosh. How else do you think the town runs, Free public man? library that wasn't open right. for a long time. Right. So, it's right. amazing. Right. So, down there in the in the depths of the power company, we see the three musketeers in snow basically telling her, you know, fix it. Do this. Blah, blah, blah. We can't do these things. And I loved her response. Well, they're throwing Marco under the bus. They're, they're saying throwing, Marco can oh, yeah. be over here. Yeah, what's what it, the, wood carving going to do, you know, help the Geppetto. situation? Yeah. What? And then they bring up Dr. Whale and goes, 
He's a doctor, not an electrician, which okay, is a shout that out is to major Star Trek shout Star out. Trek. That was very funny. So. That was funny. Now, the other thing that I thought was funny is when he kept saying DVR, DVD, VCR, and she goes, "Stop shouting letters at me." Yep, that was pretty funny. Well, I felt her pain because that you know it's a, it's tough when you don't know what you're doing. You're running on zero sleep or close to zero sleep. You know, I mean, she said eight hours in a week. That's nothing. Right. That poor woman's hallucinating, no doubt. So it was kind of funny to, you know, see her get mad at them and they all, you know, you all lived for years without electricity. Go buy yourself some flashlights. Snow was really in a bad mood. Yeah. Really yeah. in a bad mood. So. And and again, I mean, she didn't break his, his stein, but she got mad at Happy for the second time. Yeah. So. You know why? Because Happy wasn't happy. He wasn't happy the last time either. And he's whining about... He was whining about something else, right? Computers and... yeah. Right. But what I'm saying is, when he gets whiny, she gets unhappy, and then right. she comes at, comes at him for making her unhappy. They need, a, they need an eighth dwarf or ninth dwarf called whiny. Anyway. <laughs> so, the necklace that was... There was a shot of the necklace... That was farther down yeah. in a crevasse, about two feet or so down, and it reminded further me further than of, that. I would think, but yeah, yeah. it reminded me of the chalice in the Last Crusade. Yeah, yeah. Not, I was thinking, yeah. why doesn't why doesn't Elsa just like use her power to? Well, because she couldn't. Let it go, Indiana. <laughs> yeah. So, and it was interesting that Elsa asked thing something right out of the frozen animated feature were you born or cursed yeah so yeah grandpappy would be thrilled with that yeah he would and another thing that really kind of highlighted out was shutting out people actually hurts so yeah yeah yeah. no that's a good point yeah it doesn't help at all you know you feel isolated and it makes it worse and of course, you notice the cold never bothered El- bothered yeah. Elsa anyway. So yeah. she yeah. definitely mentioned that. Yeah. But Bo Peep the butcher, we mentioned that before. Dude. It was kind of that was one of those carryovers I didn't really get. It didn't normally. It's remember a lot of people were doing opposite of what they right, normally yeah. used to do. Yeah. All right. Some were, some were not. So in this case, Bo Peep being a butcher is complete. Actually, it fits in real well with her being a warlord, but she was a butcher. Right. She cared for sheep, so to speak, but she didn't seem to have any of her own. Her flock were people. Right. And she was actually brutalizing them. So in a sense, it does actually make sense. I have to say this, though, that gold isn't really the night. Gold needs to hire Belle. As the person at the front desk, and Gold needs to stay in the back. She is. No, she's but Mrs. he. Gold. I understand that, but he's not very nice. He's not. Every, whenever anyone comes in, he has some smart Alex snide remark. Yeah. Like, well, the honeymoon's over. Well, yeah. It's, well, my thinking you know, was, dude, if you're going to go to the lock shop, the door. yeah, if you're going to go to the shop, then yeah, pretty much the honeymoon's over. Good, I mean. It was. Just, if you he always has something mean or something does. to say. Yeah, but that's that's so. old habits die hard, honey. You know how hard it is for him to do that. I know. And I didn't care for his response when they said, "We need your help." 
How's that my problem? What? Well, but did you see his face when he talked about the girl whose necklace and then this one? She just happened to have the card right there right. of things that were apparently they were inventorying somehow. And it's funny because he didn't like complain about he she about, stole from me. Yeah, exactly. Like he didn't know because he went to Emma last time yeah. when Ella took the Absolutely. contract out. We believe Absolutely. out of the safe. Yeah, because she she has something of my property, right? And I want it. But returned. he encountered her in the shop, and that's why he knew. Right. But yeah. you would think he would know that the lock had been frozen. Well, and and he should have said, "Okay, sh- Sheriff Charming, I want to file a report." Right. 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 Because he's the acting sheriff. Yeah. Yeah. So. But it's kind of interesting, funny, weird rules now that everybody knows what's going on. And this is, you know, they're all both. And because they're both, it's kind of a tough call. This, I'm just saying. Right. The sword fight was kind of fun with the Bo Peeps. Peeps. The Peeps Peeps. <laughs> yeah. Peeps Peeps. <laughs> but yeah, the and we talked about the crook being like the forget me not or the dream catcher. Yeah. The... And I loved how Anna well, re- was talking to David, and she said, "You did it." Well, yeah, you. you but he yeah. defeated two guys, right? And Bo Peep, and I love the fact that he defeated the two guys, and the the second guy, the first guy, he knocked out, and he was uh, he was down. But then the second guy, he had to like roundhouse kick him in the head to get him to, you know, fall over. And then of course she goes, Oh, see now mama's gotta get her hands dirty and mm-hmm. take care of this. Yep. And I love how he made her think that she'd won and he actually did it. And then he tied her to the post of the little gazebo thing there. Mm-hmm. And I liked it because he said I was fighting for Elsa. He was fighting for someone and not just fighting. You mean fighting for Anna? Yeah, but... He was fighting for Anna. But I I thought that she said, well, I'm here for my sister. But he was fighting for Anna because she had been taken. So he was fighting for someone instead of just fighting just to fight. Right. So, And that's what moved him to the next level instead of giving up. Yeah. Which he was used to, to just survive. Right. When when someone was worth it, then he said, No, I'm gonna right. I'm gonna fight. And And speaking of yeah. the whole fighting thing, do you remember what she said to him? She mentioned hope. Right. Yep. Yep. She mentioned hope. And that takes us all the way back to season, season one. Season one and snow. Powerful, exactly. Hope yeah. is a very powerful thing. And do you remember what one of the things initially that Ruth gave Anna when she was leaving and David gave her the horse? He did his father's horse. Yes. That was the only thing he had left of his father. And well, seems like that's the only thing he had left of his father. And he gave it to her because he didn't need the reminder of his father. And I think more the pain that his father caused than anything else. So Ruth gave her sandwiches. Yep. Another little. Oh, yeah. Another shout out to the movie. Absolutely. And we see Rumpel with a crystal ball. Yes. And we've seen Rumpel with a crystal ball before. Actually, a couple of times. 
One is in in his estate, and it was also with uh, the episode The Doctor in season two. Mm -hmm. So when they're back at Snow's apartment in Storybrooke, the crook somehow doesn't work as clear now (laughs) in Storybrooke. And so we don't see exactly where Anna is. Right. We hear her heartbeat. Right. So where do you think she is? Oh. Is she trapped somewhere? Is she, you know? Maybe. Has she been turned into something? Well, at the end, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but I I still, I, I could be wrong, but, you know, everyone's like, you know, Elizabeth Mitchell's the Snow Queen, the Snow Queen, the Snow Queen. I'm still putting Narnia out on there. I'm the White Witches out there on the table for me. Yeah, she doesn't seem like she's so. very nice, but that's a whole other issue, whole other ball game. No, back to the whole Anna thing. Where is Anna? But I okay. So the adorable. We're skipping a whole section here, so let's kind of go back to that. The whole apartment thing where Mary Margaret. Oh, before we even get there, Mary Margaret turning on the power. Mm-hmm. Yep. Giving it fuel, figuring it out. It's very cute to see that even in her lack of sleep, determined snow is still strong snow. Yes. Right? It was nice to see that. And then um, we see her come back to the apartment and she's like, oh, hello, who are you? And she's like, who is this strange person in my apartment with my husband and my daughter and my grandson? And, and then... I love the fact that, you know, and Hook and Emma curled up on the couch or chair there. And um, when David is telling Elsa, they're going to do whatever it takes to help her find Anna because that's what they do. They help find, they people. Help find people and they right. help people. That's they, they don't, you know, leave anybody behind, so to speak. And that sparks Henry to go to Regina yeah. and force Regina to see him and acknowledge him. And I love that. That was a great scene. Henry being very, you know, strong. He's, he's, he's a charming, but he's also a a Regina. He's a Mills. So, I mean, he's, he's got, I think he's got the best of both worlds, frankly. Well, and it was a bit of a shout out to the previous episode where we see Emma outside of Regina's office. Yeah. Saying I've brought everyone else a happy ending except for you. I'm going to work to get your happy ending. Right, right. And so the same sort of thing happened when Henry was outside of Regina's door. Yeah. Again, similar. Yeah. In that he said, oh, I'm going to come back every day. You know, I am going to, I care. I Basically miss my house saying. and right. I miss my you. room and miss you. miss my room and, and you and I'm, right. I'm not going to, I belong here. I have every right to be here. Right. So I love that he fought. He fought an impossible fight. Yeah, and he didn't give up. And he didn't give up. So we see these type of connections and parallels all throughout. Right, the life episode. lessons being passed down from generation to generation. So, and what's nice is David's father was had challenges. Yeah, he was not a good struggles. dad. Struggles. He had struggles, and he learned from Anna and probably life and a lot of different things, how to mm-hmm. never give up. Mm-hmm. But then he taught that to his son. And so we see that with Henry. Yeah. So well, his grandson. Grandson. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But but still. Right. And that was, that was fantastic. And then we see 
last scene we yes. see on we don't know who she is right in any given sunday which used to be the pet hospital oh is that what that is right yeah right yeah, next yeah. door to granny's oh, okay yeah. yeah so any given sunday which is a really cute adorable name for a ice cream shop yep very adorable um and we don't know who this woman is but I love the fact that Grumpy's eating an ice cream cone with her. Mm-hmm. And he's like, wow, the power outage. You, you didn't, how much did you lose? I didn't lose anything. Really? No power? And you didn't lose anything. Just lucky, I guess. And then that's when you kind of know. Yeah. Oh, that should have sparked um, all kinds of questions. And then she, of course, froze over the ice cream and, that, and then leaned against the wall. Now, now she's got the same powers because that was something when they, when Elsa said that to Emma, which she said it a couple of times, I'm the only one who has this type of power. At least I've never met anybody who has this power mm-hmm. besides myself. That's, I, I think we're getting close to the fact that I Elizabeth Mitchell could very well be her real, mom. Her real mother. Right. And I believe that that real mother is actually her adoptive mother's sister. So I believe that yeah. Anna's mother is probably Elsa's aunt mm-hmm. in real life. Yeah. So that's an established theory that I think I, I'm going to subscribe to. Yeah. So do you think Anna is frozen in the back of that shop somewhere? Very possible. Very possible. Or somehow hostage. But I think in fitting with the show, mm-hmm. she's frozen. She's frozen somewhere. Mm-hmm. She's frozen. And it will take, I don't know what, to thaw her out. Right. Maybe Kristoff. Yeah. True Love's Kiss. Yeah. So now they got to find Kristoff. Mm-hmm. See, that's the first thing I would have asked Elsa once, because David figured out exactly who she was. Right. And so once he figured that out, he should have said, wait, we need to find Kristoff, too. True. And maybe that'll come later. Yeah. But it looks like it's going to be an interesting season. They're pulling in a lot of stuff from Frozen, which is cool. They're giving it lovely little twists, which I like. And they are giving us more backstory of our beloved characters. Fantastic. That is the truth. So that's it. I don't have anything else to add. No, I think I'm pretty much done there, too. Yep. So our rain dog lady is sleeping. Yes, she is. On her bed. She was barking. Well, maybe the power started to flicker and we didn't see it. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe there was another evil snowman out there. Maybe. Maybe. All right. So thanks, everyone, for listening. If this is your first time, don't hold it against us. Just keep, (laughs) keep listening. Give us at least three episodes and, uh, we appreciate that. Yeah. So I want to send big love out to everybody. And this is really shaping up to be an interesting season. It's not just Frozen. There's a lot more to it. There's a lot more depth and a lot more things that we can discuss and I think relate to. Yeah. You know, yeah. father's things and building walls and all that. I think there's a lot of things that we can relate to for sure. I would agree. So I... Thanks, everybody, for listening. Take care, and we will be talking at you soon. And we will bid you adieu. See you guys. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. 
Thanks for listening to the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This is a Rony Zone media production. Please contact or connect with us. You may hear your comments on an upcoming episode. We're on Twitter at OUAT Podcast, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OUAT Podcast, or leave a comment at the show notes. Contact us via email at feedback at once upon a time podcast.com or leave a voicemail at 657 333 Until next time, spread a little big love around. Rumpelstiltskin was voiced by Brad Pogress, and Teddy was voiced by me, the voice of Steve. You can check out my podcast, The Voice of Steve Podcast, free on iTunes. Say hi at Facebook.com slash Voice of Steve, or see what I'm doing over on Twitter, at The VOS Show. Check out everything I do, from the podcast to voiceovers. I even have a blog, sometimes, at TheVoiceOfSteve.com. Hope to see you around. And thanks again for listening to the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast.